In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One of my heroes is my grandfather, Ray Sharp. This will not be the only time you hear me refer to him. To me, he's simply known as Papa. I've often said that if I grow up to be half the man he is, I will be more of a man than I could desire or pray for. My grandpa grew up in Pawnee, Oklahoma. He worked for Oklahoma State for 30 years, my alma mater. He and my grandmother retired to the tiny mountain town of Creed, Colorado. Creed is a fishing community that sits on the headwaters of the Rio Grande. Some of my fondest memories were the summers spent in Creed, learning how to cast a fly rod, climbing shale-drenched mountainsides, and learning that you can experience God just a little bit clearer at 10,000 feet up. I also remember my grandfather's pantry. As a child of the Depression, there was always an abundance of canned goods. They would be stacked three or four rows deep with shelves that sagged under the weight. Each summer, this pantry seemed to double in size. It was almost like a warehouse at times. Yet whenever we needed to cook, we were always visiting the Kentucky Bell, the small but adequate grocery in town. When they moved from one house in Creed to a new house outside of Creed, we had to throw away many of the canned goods. They were covered with dust, and their use-by dates had expired. They had never been used. How many things do we have squirreled away in our closets, our pantries, our memories that we never have used. Saving things because we bought into our culture's myth that more is better or that bigger is better. Do we really need bigger to get better? Is that not one definition of greed? Having more than you need or can use or will ever use. We don't call it greed because that sounds ugly and it's not positive. We use terms like investing, saving, or endowment. Jesus talks about the danger of having more than you need, while others possess less than they should or need. It would be too easy to stand up here and expound on the dangers of greed. But you see, because each of us has to make the decision what too much looks like in our lives. That, that is too simplistic an interpretation of the parable of Jesus. Something deeper is at work. Something deeper is being pointed to in Luke's version of the parable. A more discerning question than how big is your warehouse is the question of what is in your warehouse. What kinds of things does God expect us to store, to save, to endow? Are our priorities the same as God's? We might view the parable saying that we are trying to fill our lives with items much the same way a man dying of thirst craves salt, or the glutton who raids the refrigerator to cure spiritual malnutrition or the hole in their soul. If we are honest with ourselves, are trying to accumulate things, whether it be money, power, or prestige, is our desire to control. 
we are truly honest, we believe that in some way, if we have enough, whatever enough is, we will not have to suffer. We will be protected. We will be safe. From a theological perspective, we want magic instead of faith. Because magic is always sure. If you use a dashboard Jesus, you will prevent a wreck. If you want to sell your house, you will bury St. Joseph in the front yard. In magic, A plus B always equals C. Whereas with faith, A plus B can equal anything. Because God is so unpredictable, and so is life. We orchestrate our lives, our money, our friends, our family, and most of all, ourselves, in order to maintain the illusion of power. That may be one of the points of the parable of the man who built the extra barns to store his produce. It's not so much about being rich, although that can be a concern, but it's about what it really means to be rich. How do you define success? How do you interpret what it means to be in control? In other words, in the final analysis, do we trust ourselves more than we trust God? We believe that we alone will have the power to command the events of our lives and our destiny. Our children say it so often, you are not the boss of me. Maybe we are not as forthright about it as our children. But in essence, that is what we say to God on a regular basis. But it's awfully hard to hear what God expects of us, of what God wants us to fill our warehouses with, when we are so often telling God what we want, while God is telling us what we need. God. God's voice can barely get past the door before his whisper is deadened by the cans collecting dust on our own shelves. It's an idea that is difficult for me to fully and truly incorporate in a life filled with activities, demands, pressures, and deadlines. My warehouse is full. You see, we need to become careful curators of what we have stored, what has become priceless to us, our jealousy, our pride, our anger, our hurt, and even in my case, a few, co- a couple coveted barbecue recipes. If we are to become Jesus to a world that is being suffocated and consumed by its demand for more and more, We are going to have to listen more carefully to what God says we need and stop listening to what we say we want. It is not a question of what we have, but of how we can clear space, much like my papa needed to do, that we can fill our warehouses with what we need. Love. Love for God. Love for the other. It means that we will have to begin to take seriously the idea that our Father in Heaven and that God wants not something from us, but something for us.
We will have to become disciples, students of Jesus. Becoming a disciple means giving up our rights in order to become more of our true selves, more like Jesus. All of us are born with everything we need to make the journey. Hearkening back to the words of Matthew last week, what if? What if we are able to let go of those things that hold us back from listening to God? What if we are able to clear out our warehouses? What might happen? How might our life be more open to serve rather than trying to control it? Isn't that what the gospel calls us to do? To be disciples? To be Christ incarnate in flesh to a sinful and broken world? To become God's presence in such a way that everyone we encounter walks away knowing that there is nothing you can do to make God love you less and nothing you can do to make God love you more. We are loved. Now, which cans in our warehouses have expiration dates? That means that we can throw them out so that we can make room, more room for the whisper to seep through. The whisper that says love 